Hi guys, welcome back to Wildest Cricket Stories. I'm Craig. And I'm Carolina. And today we're going to take a deep dive into what a safari looks like or a photographic safari looks like in Tanzania because Carolina has just recently been on one. Yes, I am so excited to be telling you guys about everything that we've experienced because it is a very different type of safari compared to the ones we do in South Africa and in Kruger. Uh, so I'm very excited to be taking you guys through what we've experienced and what we've done and it's been a phenomenal trip. So yeah, I'm just I'm just very excited. Yeah, no, it, uh, I was following you, you sent me a few updates because obviously you went out on your own for seven or eight days um, and I took uh, a bit of time off mm. um, just to kind of recuperate. It's been a very, very, very busy guiding season. Um, and yeah, some of the photos you sent me were insane. Those were just off your laptop. I can't wait to actually see those things when they come out on social media itself after all your your uh, post-processing and editing after the after you get them up and running. It's, I think it's going to be really cool. Honestly, it's it's been crazy. Like just the sightings, like you said, uh, have been absolutely insane. Like I can't believe some of the stuff that we've seen. And I've got so many photos and videos to process. I'm kind of like <laughs> panicking because we're actually heading to Kruger now tomorrow. Oh yeah, which is gonna be quite <laughs> of crazy. <we> are. <laughs> so I don't have time to go through all these photos and videos, and it's making me panic a little bit because it's just so much, and there's so many of them that I'm like, whoa, I can't believe we actually saw this. Well, I suppose to be honest, uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of driving over the next, like, it's we're going north to south through Kruger, so it's gonna be you can sit with your laptop during the day. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. Okay. I can't. I can't edit okay. and drive. Okay. Like it doesn't work for me. Eh? Well, and what if? What if? Like I'm busy editing, and then a leopard crosses the road. Yeah. Like, well, then I see you throwing your camera, your uh, laptop towards me. Say, so hold this. That's what I see. That's that's what I know would actually happen. Exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, maybe it's not the best idea. Craig, sacrifice yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what will happen. Um. But yeah, that's uh, getting into the trip a little bit. That was amazing. I mean, like I said, the updates you sent me were insane. Mm -hmm. So talk us through a little bit about like what exactly happened, where you, you left from Joburg, right? Yes. Yeah, so I flew from Joburg uh, to Addis Ababa and stayed there for a few hours and then flew from there to Arusha and Kilimanjaro International Airport. Uh, because Arusha is kind of the tourist hub of Tanzania and that's uh, the closest big town to Serengeti and the Ngorogoro Conservation Area, where I would arguably say you have the best safaris of, of Tanzania. There is other places as well that I haven't visited personally, so maybe someone will tell me that I'm completely wrong. But they're more remote and more difficult to get to, so, so Serengeti is also world famous, obviously, for... Yeah, I, I suppose, like, just touching on what you're saying there, you know, we were we were in Serengeti in, in February, mm. as well, when I joined you. And, yeah, we looked, I, I have a thing about maps, so I, I got a lot of those maps, and when you talk about the the other reserves, they are exactly what you just said, remote, mm. like they're not close to any um, any airports or major airports, I mean they've got airstrips, but I mean chartered, chartered flights into those national parks are massively expensive, so the most convenient option would be Ngorogoro, Serengeti, and due to that area, would you agree? Absolutely, even though that is also very remote. Like, I'll get to that. It is a lot of driving to get mm. there. Because I arrived to, yeah, to Arusha, and I met my guests. So this was a photographic workshop. So How are your guests? Amazing. Horrible. Horrible. Stop it. You're just jealous. <laughs> You're just jealous because I had the most amazing group I'm ever. I'm kidding. You, you did mention you had an amazing group. Honestly, because I've, like and I've spoken people. to the guests about this as well. Like, I was nervous because you never know. You never know with a group like that because they were all strangers. Uh, they yeah. didn't know each other. They had never met me and they booked this safari because they wanted to do a photographic, photographic focused safari and, uh, and also learn photography from me while exploring Serengeti mm. so they didn't know each other from from before and they were all strangers and but it honestly was the most amazing group I could have asked for we had so much fun together and and first like the first night when we had dinner together I was like oh they seem like really awesome people but I was like 
no, let me wait. You never know what Nothing's happened. this perfect. Nothing's, Nothing's this perfect. Right? And you know how it is. Like, <laughs> you'll be like the first night, you'll be like, oh, this, these are amazing guests. And then like two nights in, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah no, I'm just kidding. We don't, <laughs> we don't have to think like that. But that's the... But- that that is sometimes how it is unfortunately yeah so i was like now let me just wait and see if these guests are as awesome as i think but then yeah so we met uh, in arusha we had a night there uh, just because everybody was arriving and so on and everybody was arriving on different flights and so on and then the next day we headed out on our first day on safari it was basically a travel day towards the Ngorogoro Conservation Area and Serengeti National Park. For those who don't know, those two are right next to each other. So it's the only difference is that in Ngorogoro Conservation Area, the Maasai are allowed to have their cattle and to live there. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it a conservation area compared to a national park. But they are right next to each other. So anyway, we were heading towards there, but then for it not to be just a long driving day, we stopped over, not just stopped over, we spent the whole day in Lake Manyara National Park, uh, which was really, really awesome. It's a very, it's a beautiful national park, uh, sur- like basically surrounding the, the Lake Manyara, and it's a very like jungle, foresty kind of kind of park compared to Serengeti, that is very open plains, you know, the classic savanna. And the cool thing with that is that you get to see very different things. So you get to see a lot of a lot of monkeys and baboons, different type of monkeys. So you've got the blue monkey there, which we don't have in South Africa. So that was really awesome uh, to see. And then obviously the vervet monkeys and the, the baboons. I think it's the yellow baboon that they have there. And then uh, some awesome antelopes and elephants. We had a lovely sighting of elephants, like walking straight past the vehicle. And that was the first time for my guests to see elephants. So that was really, really cool for them. That's always just, you know, it's a special moment. Mm. Absolutely. And then lots of birds, which was really great because we had one guest that was very, very into birds and very focused on birds. So that was really awesome for her to to get that uh, on the first day. And just, I think, a perfect day to kind of get going with the photography, kind of seeing what it's like being on safari and just getting a feel of it before heading into our, our guide actually called it he was like this is like the soup and bread like as a, your intro like yeah. your starter like your your yeah your starter before the main course which is serengeti that's very cool that's a very good way of thinking about it because if i had to think about it i would yeah probably agree with that mm, and and i think it was the cool thing was these guests were also so positive and like super excited which is always just like the best they had the best attitude about what we would see and the I loved it because they were like after that first day in in Lake Manyara they were so excited and they were like honestly if this is all we see I'll be happy to go home and I was like oh just wait just wait you know nothing yeah, John Snow exactly and they were and then we were like and basically me and the guys just looked at each other and they were like so when you say like Serengeti is the main course like what do you mean it's gonna be more amazing than this and we were like oh you just wait did you see any big cats in um, in Lake Manyara no unfortunately not uh, I know last time we were there yeah. you and I saw uh, lions actually in, in a tree yeah, which tree was really cool, cool. Which, which is actually quite amazing because that's like where I'm sure it happened in the other national parks but that's where it was kind of the first real recording of lions not only just using a tree as a vantage point but actually using it like leopards do as a place to sleep and rest exactly. for the day and uh, yeah it was amazing for us to see that yeah um, so they're very the famous for that it's like they're like kind of draw, draw card but it's obviously something you can you can't guarantee um so yeah so we didn't see any cats there unfortunately but still had an awesome time just a, just a great great place we had a really cool sighting that i wanted to talk to you about uh, of baboons and this one male that took a little baby and was like kind of throwing it around and like almost walking on it as he like he actually walked Mm. towards the vehicle and my my guests got some crazy cool shots but it was quite disturbing to see but yeah he was like yeah hurting this baby and then uh, but didn't kill it he gave it back to the mom and 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 then it was like the mom took care of it and it was alive so it was maybe just a little bit damaged (laughs) yeah maybe well Um, it was yeah it was thrown around a bit you know i think uh, situations like this especially in primates are quite common where you've got young male baboons that um, hang around obviously it's an oligarchy society so you've got multiple dominant males there's not it's not like 
um, other like uh, zebras where you have one dominant male, you have the stallion or something like that. That's a good example. They've got multiple dominant males within the troop of baboon, baboons itself. So you probably find that the dominant males were out roosting a little bit. He's a younger male. He gets put into his place very quickly um, if he is seen doing this. Um, and by I the, think he... By the dominant males. By the dominant males. And I think he is... Because he's not allowed to mate with any females. He's not allowed to interact with those females. Um, and I think it's probably bit of hormones bit of testosterone and he doesn't know because he's still young he doesn't really know how to handle those properly those feelings properly so he takes it out on a on a younger baboon because that's kind of how the hierarchy order works the dominant males take it out on the uh, the younger males the younger males take it out on the infant males mm. it you could also possibly find that it's another situation that maybe that f that female um how big was the baby i was Small. Oh, tiny, tiny. Okay, so she wouldn't be, she wouldn't have been giving off any pheromones, but um, it, 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 it could be, it, it just a, a, a ranking order where he, that little one is, the, the bigger one takes it out on me, I'm going to take it out on the smaller one as well, okay. and that's probably the case that happened. Very, very interesting. Yeah, you know, just that, that mix of all the, all different feelings, um, emotions, and hormones. Mm. That was a very interesting sighting. It's obviously something that can be quite disturbing to see because it of is, course. it is nature, and that's how it is. Uh, but, but it's also interesting behavior, I, I thought. And uh, it's not cool often dominated. Uh, do dominate. It's not often documented. You no, know, that exactly. That stuff is special. So that was quite cool. But yeah, and then we uh, stayed over in Karatu, which is a town just outside the Ngorogoro to be able to head in uh, the next morning to, to Ngorogoro and towards T Serengeti. Um, so we stayed at a place called Pamoja Olea Farm Lodge and they have like a coffee uh, plantation there and banana plantation. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did a site visit there. I don't, know, I don't think you okay. were with us there yet, but the last time we were there, I did a site visit there. And, yeah, beautiful property mm. overlooking the, am I right? I'm thinking the same one, overlooking the, the coffee fields? Yeah, well, it was quite dark when we got there, so, okay. so I don't know. Yeah, but the next morning, though, we got a tour of the of the farm and the wow. um, and the coffee roasting, and it was so cool because we got to see like the whole process. So like, they took us through the plantations and showed us the like, you know, the raw coffee beans, and then how like told us about how the, the whole process of how you like soak them and then open up the first layer and then soak them again and open up the second layer and then you roast them and so on and and then as we like walking through eventually we end up at this little spot at, at like like a bush breakfast spot <clears throat> where they've set up a breakfast for us and there's a fire going where they're roasting the coffee beans over this fire and then literally wow. grinding the coffee in front of us and then cook like making the coffee on on the fire in that's a incredible it was absolutely stunning and for me who loves coffee that it was so great and it was probably like the best coffee i've ever had wow. uh, it was it was wonderful fresh as it can be yeah absolutely and then yeah after that we headed into serengeti and it's quite a long drive actually but you're driving through so you're driving on the rim of the ngorogoro so you stop at this beautiful viewpoint and wow. you see the whole the whole crater which is you know it's world famous and it's, it's bringing back so much memories i remember when we stopped there it's, mm. just, it's just that view stunning oh no it was incredible next level so you stop at that and then as you're driving through uh, the conservation area you see a lot of maasai that live there and with their cattle and there's a few few animals like giraffe and zebra that that come through so we stopped at that and, and saw those so it was you know there's stuff to see on the way but but it's quite a long drive uh, and then eventually we, we end up in Serengeti, uh, which is just so special. Serengeti is, is something else. I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's just it, it it's it's an emotional place. It really is. Yeah. Just those open open plains, and you can just see for miles and miles. No, it was it was incredible. I think, in your opinion, would you think that uh, the drive from Ngorogoro to Serengeti is is worth it, you know, because there's a lot of options where people can fly in. Um, do you think from an affordability point of view, driving there is like... 
Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like the drive back isn't worth yeah. it because then you you're not excited. Like driving in, it's a good like excitement because you you start seeing a few animals like the zebra and giraffe. There's a few animals to see on the way in, um, and it's just like a cool environment and so on. On the way back, you're coming down from like this high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so then I would like maybe recommend flying because on yeah, the way back it's I think quite it, far. You know, it's it's nice because you on your way there you hit. A few national parks and then once you're done you can charter flight back to Arusha yeah like, I would say that would be the best of both yeah, worlds yeah, yeah. If, you've, if you've got the budget if you've got the budget but that's that's all it's about eh? um, but then yeah that afternoon we saw a lioness and a male lion so that was cool were they mating? no no they were actually far, quite far away from each other like a maybe kilometer or so and oh, wow, okay. 500 meters maybe so i don't know if they were maybe part of the same pride but they weren't together when we saw okay. them i think she also might have had cubs somewhere because i thought so ah, i think i saw suckle marks so, nice yeah. nice anyway so that was our first lions so that was awesome and very exciting but they were quite they were like sleeping we kind of waited there for a bit to see if they would wake up as the like as it was starting to cool down and you know the sun is about to set but they didn't, so then we, you know, we kind of had to head back to, to camp because it was still quite far. So we were driving in the dark, um, which was quite unfortunate because we saw so much in the dark. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of like the risk you take by waiting for yeah. lions and then you never know. So we actually saw my ever first serval that evening, but it was pitch black dark, wow. so I couldn't take any photos. For those of you who don't know what a serval is, it's it's a it's one of our or one of Africa's smaller carnivores, smaller cats, um, very similar patterns to a cheetah, very long legs, very slender but small, bigger than your house cat, and can jump like a beast. Um, but yeah. Very, very special sighting. Incredible. And yeah, my first ever time seeing one, but it was pitch black, so I couldn't take a photo. No. But no. yeah, it was literally right next to the vehicle. Uh, and yeah, one of the guests had a uh, a 2.8 and tried to, because I didn't bring my 2.8, uh, the F-stop for those who don't know, which means you can let in a lot of light. Uh, but even he could even not take a photo with the 2.8 because it was just too dark. We could ba- we basically just could see the shape of it from like the light of, from the vehicle kind of thing. So yeah, that was a bit of a shame uh, seeing it at dark, but we did get a chance later. I'll get to that. And we got to the lodge, beautiful, beautiful place. And just, you know, in the middle of Serengeti, no fences, yeah. uh, tented camp. So you get that... 100% feel of being in nature which was really really cool lion bed and hear all the sounds and yeah the crickets going the lions roaring yes buffalo moving around we literally had buffalo right outside our tent wow <laughs> like I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I woke my guest that I was sharing with and I was like Jackie, Jackie, come on. There's like, you need to see this you need to see this there's buffalo right outside the camp right outside the tent like literally two meters five meters for those of you who are now like wow this is quite scary um animals generally see um tents or uh, objects as they see it as a shape they see it as a solid object they very really interact with it um and um when they do they feel it and they're like no this is a funny thing and then they they move away from it so for those of you who are listening to this and getting scared about traveling potentially to a tented camp uh don't stress they they i have never never had an incident in a tent where i'm sure it has happened on a, on a, on a frequent occasion but yeah uh, don't worry about it if it is scary <laughs> yeah because my guests were also asking the same kind of question because they from most of them were from america where obviously sleeping in tents in bear country is is a big deal and yeah. you know you need to hide your food and so on and it's like you'd have to dif- take different pre- precautions but i think the big difference is that the bears are very curious animals that sniff out food and will you know kind of from what i've understood and from what i hear maybe someone will correct me but there is risks that they might you know try to get into a tent because they smell something funny or whatever while something like a buffalo even a lion they won't really do that because they they don't see it as a potential food source. Yeah, correct. 
well, bears are like we don't we don't have enough experience with no. bears. But from what I have heard is it's it's all a, it's all a food association. So people, even if the bears can't smell food, they've obviously gone into a tent before that has had food in it, and they recognise the shape, and they're like, oh, wow, let's go. Let's so, check if this has food. Yeah, and obviously there's no food association in uh, in the tents in Tanzania or even South Africa, and so they just see it as an object and cruise right past but anyway moving on yeah but it was very cool you know listening to the lions roaring and and listening to the buffaloes eating right outside was was brilliant and then the next day we headed out for our full day in Serengeti early morning so we still hadn't seen the camp in daylight (laughs) but you know worth it you want to head out for sunrise and that beautiful light and when the animals are the most active so we headed out early morning we brought packed breakfast and packed lunch with us and I think the first thing we saw was again a first for me and an incredible sighting. It was art wolf. That is a cr- East African art wolf. East yeah. African art wolf. First there was a hyena and we like stopped for the hyena and then we saw kind of close to the hyena there was two like shapes that we didn't recognize and looking at the photos it was it was art wolf. That is that is incredible. I have still to this day never seen that. It in was my, insane. in my life. Uh, yeah, so an incredibly special sighting there, and uh, yeah, you, there's a slim chance that you'll see that again. Yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. So that was a good, good start of the day, and then trying to think now. I think we got we had lions a little bit after that. Beautiful bird sightings, elephants. Um, I'm trying to think what else, but yeah, lots of lions. Lions were just everywhere. Like we were driving, <laughs> and it felt like they were around each corner like literally lions everywhere and you know how if you've been on safari before <laughs> it's funny because you see how the guests obviously get super excited for their first lion rightfully so like it's a yeah and first of any animal you get super excited you take lots of photos and it's like wow this is so cool because it is flipping cool to see but then you know you've seen a lot of lions when the guests stop taking photos yeah. because it's like oh we've seen this already not that it's not it's not special but then they're like okay i have this photo already let me just sit and enjoy the sighting instead for sure yeah so yeah that happened we got a lot of of lines and then this is where the most incredible thing happened because we get to the sighting with two male lions from what we could see at least in the grass and we were watching the one he was like walking standing up so we were photographing him and then we saw his brother uh, or what we presumed was his brother and then we went to photograph him and so on. And then the first one started like showing interest of something further away. And our guide was like, guys, there is a buffalo up there. I can see it doesn't look healthy. It looks very sick. It's not with the rest of the herd. And this lion is taking interest of it. We might be able to see a kill. So we were like, okay, amazing. He's like, there's a road that goes up there. We can go and wait by the buffalo because the lion will come to the buffalo. So we go, and he was right. Amazing. Yeah, his name was Alfayo, and what a brilliant guide, putting us in the absolute right Good position. Good predictive guiding, incredible. Absolutely incredible, and it was thanks to him that we saw this male coming up to this buffalo, jumping on its back, and taking it down, right next to our vehicle, like literally five meters from our vehicle. That is incredible. Absolutely, Absolutely. incredible. It was something I did not think we were going to see, I did not expect that because I've only seen something similar once before and that was seven years ago. So that was... That was on your first bloody trip to Kruger. Yeah, it was. First time you ever went to Kruger, you saw two female lions bring down a buffalo. I did, yeah. That's... Yeah. And then I've never seen anything like it until until now. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And yeah, so we got some incredible photos. You know, that's a once in a lifetime sighting. It absolutely. was absolutely insane. And so close to the vehicle as well, you know, open. Because seeing a kill is one thing, but most of the time, like you to be lucky to have it close to the vehicle and also for it to like be open and no bushes or anything that it's behind, that's that's beyond. Yeah. So yeah, we, we saw him take down this buffalo. Um just trigger warning here, I maybe should have said it earlier. But trigger warning for anyone who is sensitive to gruesome stuff and doesn't like these kind of yeah, things. Yeah, like hearing um, 
like this kind of stuff. Yeah, just skip forward a little bit because because yeah, I, I will I will tell you a little bit about what happened, but some people might not want to hear this. So just just skip forward. Anyway, he took down this buffalo and then the female came and they started feeding. And then the male actually disappeared and the female was feeding by herself. We thought he was maybe going to fetch the other male, but their stomachs looked quite full. So I think they just went to go rest. And then as this female is feeding, all of a sudden she pulls out a fetus and starts walking away with the fetus, which also is just incredible. And again, it's, it's, it's nature. It can be tough to see. It can be tough to watch. But what's also just good to know about this specific sighting was that this buffalo was very sick and it would have not made it through to, to rainy season. Uh, you could see it. It was full of flies. It was skinny. Uh, this baby wouldn't have survived anyway. So um, that's just, if that comforts someone, that's, that's just good to know. But incredible thing to watch. Um, insane sighting to experience. And I feel, I personally feel lucky. How that long was the sighting? We were probably there for maybe an hour or something. Nice. Yeah, we sat waiting and we wanted to see if the other male was going to come and feed as well, but but they didn't. So they actually disappeared and went and lied under a tree because I think they were already quite full. So they were like, okay, cool, we've taken this down. We'll eat later kind of thing. So we left the sighting and we continued on our way. I think that day we saw, we saw cheetahs. Yeah, it was quite far away, but we saw it, uh, which was awesome. We had leopards and trees uh yeah that was that's why we left because we saw vehicles around a tree and we zoomed in with our cameras and we saw that there was a leopard in that tree so we were like let's go check out the leopard so that was amazing uh just that was probably like a kilometer or two away like i don't know how far you can see but yeah, yeah something like that definitely was, further than a kilometer or two yeah yeah but it was quite close uh because we were at the lion sighting seeing this leopard you know in that amazing. tree amazing so it was incredible. I uh, saw that leopard. And then that afternoon, we saw a cheetah. So we we drive, we see this cheetah together with another vehicle. And we drive up to it. And she crosses the road in front of us. And we see how she has these little furry balls behind her. And so she cute. had three tiny little cubs. Wow. Still looking like honey badgers because for those who don't know the uh, cheetah when they when they are young they have this camouflage fur of of uh, similar coloration to a honey badger uh, and it's a defense mechanism to to make so that if other predators come across them they will think it's a honey badger and hopefully leave them alone uh, so they when they're still very small they still look like honey badgers it was incredible to see and we spent about, I think, an hour or so waiting for her because they, they lied down under a bush. We started, we waited for her to, to get up again for them to get up so we could get a better sighting. And we did. We got a phenomenal yeah. sighting, phenomenal photos uh, until we had to, They I think they lied down again and we decided to, to head back uh, towards the lodge because you never know what you see on the way No, there. for sure. I think, like, cheetah sightings in the Serengeti are just next level 100 um just from what i saw when we were there at the beginning of the year i mean like if there's any experienced photographer that is quite particular on what they want to photograph and that particular animal is a cheetah look no further than the serengeti i i think you know from a the most natural ecosystem point of view um those genetics go back hundreds of years uh, it is it, the sightings are next level yeah and it, it really showed we had a lot of cheetah sightings and they were phenomenal i think this was the best one definitely but we also saw uh collisions of males and you know and single cheetahs and whatever like it was it, it was phenomenal it really really was so then you went back to the lodge um and uh, did you guys get any editing done yeah, so we, we tried getting editing done in the evenings after dinner because obviously that's part of the package of me, me teaching editing and so on. But the thing was, we, and we did, we did definitely did some editing lessons and I think the guests learned a lot. But I, I would have wanted to do more because what happened was we were out on the day, you know, you wake up at five o'clock and you come back to the camp at like seven o'clock 
So you you're out for so long the whole day that when you finally get back to camp, you kind of crash. Yeah, yeah. So it was very difficult to kind of keep air yeah, concentrated and learning and retaining the information. So so we did we did some quick stuff and uh, and did as much as we as we kind of had the energy for. But but yeah, it was it was difficult to try to get that done. Now I can imagine. Yeah, I think like you just mentioned, you know, Serengeti, you out the whole day. It's not like South Africa where you got the morning and afternoon drives. It's it's go. Yeah, uh, because you, you, you drive quite far distances. Yeah, it's a massive national park. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it is difficult, but I'm glad you got a little bit of it done. And then were, then were you guys, you were still in the central Serengeti the next day, am I right? Yes, yeah, so we stayed in the central Serengeti for three nights. Yeah. Uh, so we had two full days in the Serengeti. And then obviously the first afternoon and the last the last morning was almost like a full day as well. And is that we, enough, sorry to cut you off there, is that enough in your opinion? Three full days or three nights, two full days in the Serengeti. You know, talk to people that are traveling on budgets or trying to, to save to go on this. They don't have the the money to just throw around on a, on a 15, 16 day trip to the Serengeti where they're staying at the Acilia brand lodges. And, you know, generally people don't have that amount of money. Would you say it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a good enough time on a budget safari? Absolutely. Like it sounds, it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you see so much and it's such an incredible ecosystem that, yeah, I definitely think it was enough. And to be honest, like the guests were also kind of like when we left, they were like, yeah, we, we kind of sad to be leaving because we've had such an incredible time. But at the same time, we're so tired because you, it's long days and there's a lot of energy, a lot of, um, you know, you you experiencing so much, which takes which which takes a lot of energy and, and new impressions and so on. So you you're quite tired afterwards, and and uh, I think they were like tired and and happy. You know, what I mean, tired yeah. in a good way. But yeah, um, I definitely think it was enough. So yeah, that that night actually, we got back to camp, and all of a sudden I just started hearing these lions and uh, hyenas laughing and you know quite close to the lodge and i said i said to my guest i was like i think the lions must have killed something and the hyenas are trying to steal it and i was right when they came to fetch us from uh, to go to dinner he uh, one of the guys that that took us back and forth um, obviously you don't want to walk by yourself and around the camp, camp. No. <laughs> when it's unfenced so they make sure you're safe and, and take and escorts you back and forth to your room and he said uh, that two lionesses had taken down a buffalo like 200 meters from the camp and the hyenas were trying to steal wow. so we were listening to that the whole night falling asleep to that uh, incredible felt like it was right next to us because it's so open you can hear so far and, and you know the noises are quite loud I mean for guests that's just incredible isn't it mm. I mean like imagine Imagine being first time in Africa, first time, and you get to hear these these lions and hyenas fighting over buffer. I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And the next morning, we were heading out on a different adventure. Uh, or it was myself and three of the guests. Uh, one of the guests went on a private game drive, but me and the three others, we went on a balloon safari. So a balloon safari. Yes. So we did a balloon ride over the Serengeti. Uh, it was such an incredible experience. Um, getting up and, you know, up in the air, seeing everything from a different perspective, is, it was really, really cool. But it was very like very calm and yeah. i thought it was gonna be scarier than it was which i guess is a good thing if you see the sure. and stuff but yeah it was very calm very like easygoing experience uh, but cool to be up from a from a different perspective um so yeah nice so and then um that was your last full day in the serengeti am i right yes exactly and then uh, you started to move back towards then you went to Ngorogoro, am I right? Yes, so our last full day, uh, we also, again, just had incredible sightings. I'm not going to name them all because I feel like it's gonna the list is going to be too long. But, yeah, three-hour podcast. Yeah, exactly. But it was like leopards and trees, cheetahs, under trees, uh, more lions, um, just just crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And so elephants, lots of elephants. Just before we leave the Serengeti now, yeah. 
what was your favorite sighting of your entire trip? Of the entire, but should we not do that at the end then? If okay, no, your favorite the sighting of the Serengeti. Of the Serengeti. It must have been the lions taking down the buffalo. Okay. That's just, it's just. It's just so special. I mean, it's not, it, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. That's yeah. the thing. You just don't see it at all. It's, it's once in a lifetime sighting. It's, it's that, it's what, that. What, what, wait, the art wolf. Ooh, so many. <laughs> Cheetah, baby cheetahs. Baby cheetahs. Yeah, I don't know, uh, man. But I think the lions. Yeah, the I, lions. I just think you know, obviously lions bring down buffalo all the time. But you know, it's it's literally right place, right time. Yeah. If you were ten minutes later, you wouldn't have seen it. If you were like, yeah. If our guide didn't, ha- it wouldn't have seen that buffalo, and known that like would, we should go, we should go to that there road. You go. We would have seen it two hundred meters away. Exactly. Of five. So no, it was it was incredible. And it's, right it's place, right time. Right place, right time. Luck and air knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so then that was our full day. Oh, and that day we actually saw we saw baby lions. Oh yeah, you said you said yeah, yeah, yeah you mentioned uh, very cute. They were super cute on this little rock. Again, our guide knew that they were in that area. We drove around there at the right, the right time, and they were lying on this rock, soaking up the sun. It was it was fantastic. Um, and yeah, the next day we headed um, toward, back towards Karatu. So we didn't head into Ngorogoro that day because we spent the whole morning in Serengeti. Yeah. We actually, believe it or not, saw another lion kill. Another two, this time two female, females taking down a buffalo. Jeez. But this time it was behind the bush. So we didn't see the actual kill. We basically saw the, the rest, chase. Yeah, the chase and the buffalo running. Okay. Uh, but then it was behind a bush. So like that just showed. Okay, it was an insane thing to see again, but it just shows how much, how incredibly lucky we were to see the first one right next to the vehicle. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, and then we actually stopped by a Maasai village and and got to learn a bit about their culture and the way they live nice. and so on, which is quite cool. It's always important to to take in local cultures and local communities and exactly. learn about the way. Um, the way other cultures live yeah. uh, in Africa and I think the Maasai culture is incredibly interesting super super interesting very very special and yeah as you say just learning about a very different culture and um, very very interesting to see and then that night we stayed at the same lodge in Karatu the uh, the farm lodge to be able to head into the Ngorgor crater the next day early morning and that was fantastic the crater is you know, it's world famous for, for many reasons. It's yeah. such a special place. Um, it's so protected, so well protected because it is a crater and all the animals are in the crater, basically. Except for lions that we bumped into on the rim drive before even driving into the crater. That's incredible. Like, you see... Now, well, to be honest, those lions could have actually even trekked all the way from the Ngorogoro Conservancy. They could have. Yeah. But that's highly unlikely. And, but I've seen that crater. It is steep. For them to climb that thing. Yeah. They must really want to get out of that crater. I wonder if, because it was young males and then they had one yeah. older male with them. So maybe they had been pushed, pushed out of the pride. Out. Yeah, possibly. And looking for new territory, something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. it was really cool because uh, early morning, the rim of the crater is kind of filled with mist. So we had this like misty vibe and just beautiful light for photography and like the road, you had like photo of the lion and the road in the background with the mist. Yeah, it was I was stunning, and yeah, really really awesome start of the day, spending some time with with lions, and then yeah, headed out into the crater and there you have lots of general game and elephants with big big tusks, fantastic to see. And uh, lots of beautiful birds. Again, now we got to see new species that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. The bird life around that. I can't remember the name of the dam, but just in the middle of the crater and just around that water source is just remarkable. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. Next level amount of species. Exactly. Like things like flamingo and uh, crowned crane and, you know, those kind of things fantastic to see and then we saw bat-eared fox which was a new That's one for the cool. trip um, and then we had a phenomenal sighting which I was so happy because the first time we saw it it was 
dark. We had a servo that walked down the road past our car. Nice, like right I by the tire, like just right there, right nice. there. And we got photos. So I was so happy about that because the first day when we saw it, it was so dark we couldn't get photos. So mm. now this time we we got photos and just phenomenal. No, it was it was brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, and then that uh, afternoon we all parted our ways actually sure. me and two of the other guests were staying in arusha but then the other two were staying at the airport hotel because they were flying very early the next morning so we we parted our ways and said our goodbyes which was quite emotional actually because we had had such an incredible time together and the group was just fantastic all you know getting along so well and having so much fun we had so many like inside jokes and just laughters and yeah it was just beyond beyond so it was quite emotional saying goodbye, but I'm sure we will meet again somewhere in the world. And a few of them want to come to South Africa, so that's that's amazing. Yeah. So that's already in the plans. And yeah, I'm sure there'll be new adventures together. I think, you know, there's always that connection where you you said it in the beginning and how well the group just gelled. Mm. And um, it's always exciting for you as a guide. You know, as soon as you see that gel, you it's a breath of fresh air because you are quite nervous mm. when you get a group and um, are they going to get on aren't they seven days or eight days is a long time mm. and uh, when they do just gel and you just get on it, it barely feels like work oh yeah no. and when you do have to eventually part ways like you rightfully said it's super super emotional I mean you know there's Sometimes, you know, I've caught myself having to hold back a few tears. Yeah, know? no, I was close to crying as well because because some of the guests were in our guide. He, he was in tears. So he also, I think he was also very, felt like it was a special group that, as you say, really got along because, as you say, as a guide, it's something that is a big part of your job is managing expectations and everybody has different expectations and different things that they want to do and focus on for example we had one lady that was very focused on birds and then other people who had specific shots in mind and so on so you're always a little bit nervous about okay how are we going to manage to make sure that everybody has a good time and the most amazing thing with this group was that they really were super respectful towards each other and had the best kind of attitude with this just positive attitude of like, whatever we see, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be special. And then, you know what, with that attitude, I, I'm a firm believer that you putting that attitude out in the world, the world comes back and says, okay, then I'm going to give you something amazing. Because, because you don't, you're not expecting the most incredible things. You're expecting to see whatever you see. And then with that attitude comes the lack of seeing the incredible things that we saw if that makes sense absolutely um i think you know i always say when you're going on safari don't have any expectations yeah don't have expectations and just appreciate everything because i think so many people come out to africa and i've i've said it for many years that the big five is one of the worst things that's ever happened to tourism mm. because people come here because they're looking for five animals. Mm. That's they're... all they're looking for. They're looking for five specific animals and they end up driving past all these spectacular things because they're just looking for five animals. When there's At... five million to see. Yes, well, you've also got this mentality that, that then brushes off onto guides and guides think that's all guests want to see and that's mm. that's not the case. We've spoken about this on other podcasts, but... It's just, it, it's really special and moving when you get a group that can appreciate everything. Yeah, um, and just having that positivity of like, wow, we saw so many birds today. It was incredible. We loved it. We're so happy. And then, because then anything that comes is going to be amazing and you're going to be happy and you're going to be, just being out in nature is fantastic. And then, you know, whatever comes is a big plus. And the thing is, what I often find is that that's when you do see the most incredible things mm. because you don't have those high expectations. But then when you have people who have those high expectations and are like, I only want to see this, then, and they're not appreciating the smaller things or the other amazing things to see, then it's never going to be good enough because yeah. that's the attitude that you have. Positivity breathes positivity. Mm. Um, you're definitely, those who are thinking of going on safari, you know, if you're a, 
if you are relaxed and chilled and don't put pressure on your guide and just sit and enjoy everything you're gonna see a completely different person from your guide and tracker than if you're this guy that says hey get in it yeah they're gonna they're gonna feel pressured they're gonna feel stressed and they're not gonna give you the experience that they're actually worth mm. so just something to bear in mind if you're ever thinking about coming to to africa i do think it's yeah it's the best attitude to have in nature just in enjoy everything and i think then nature gives back and i'm a firm believer uh, yeah, of that if I you agree. put out positive energy you get positive energy back no so it was it was absolutely fantastic and uh yeah quite sad saying goodbye the next day um, me and the guests who were staying at rusha finally got some time to do do some proper editing um and actually fully deep dive into that which was great before we were heading on our flights actually and I headed back to South Africa and um, some of the guests were heading on to other adventures in Africa. We had mm. one of the guests going to Kenya for another photographic trip there, uh, which I think is going to be really, really cool. And I'm very excited to see how, how everything goes for her and what she sees. And then we had one guest heading to Rwanda to trek with the gorillas. Wow. Sounds like people had some really cool extensions. Yeah, that was. I think that was a really awesome thing and cool for them to be able to do. Uh, you're kind of getting different experiences but like the best of of what you know best of both worlds kind of thing for sure sounds like you had an absolutely amazing time it was phenomenal in every single way i don't think it could have gone more perfect than it did and now we got another trip we do we leave tomorrow yeah <laughs> we leave tomorrow and we're going for I'm tired, seven days <laughs> <laughs> we're going seven days to i'm rested i'm good i'm keen yeah you can be um and guess what guys we are taking this is actually quite cool we are taking a 1979 datsun safari that is that's almost 50 years old um obviously you guys could do the math i shouldn't have actually said that but we are taking it north to south in the kruger national park we are going to the furthest northern tip and we're going down to the furthest southern tip over eight days so I think on our next podcast, we're going to be talking about that trip mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, telling you all about how that went um, and seeing how that goes. We're doing quite ra- we're doing a lot of rustic camps, so a lot of camping. So you might hear uh, a lot of bitching and moaning on the next <laughs> podcast from Craig. Craig's, Craig's not the biggest camper. camper. We kind of, because we, we're doing a rooftop tent and I know there's people out there who rave about rooftop tents, but I personally, I'm, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> Because it, it as easy as they sound, you still have to take them up and down, and they still get wet when it rains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they still People think they're dry. this amazing contraption that is just <laughs> that is just does everything. It still gets wet. Still have to touch that. Still gets muddy. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, let's 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 do. We'll, let's not get we'll, we'll, now we'll we've been negative. We can have oh, shit sightings because we're being negative about, about <laughs> yeah. The you see exactly exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah we'll tell you all about that later Um, and this is actually going to be my first marketing project for Rhino Whiskies nice Um, so I'm going to try to get some cool shots of us around the campfire with Rhino Whiskies just us enjoying the whiskies itself and promoting it and try save the Rhinos so guys just before we wrap things up um, if you enjoy if people enjoyed listening to this Carolina and enjoyed your Tanzania trip and enjoyed uh, what you said and what you experienced. I mean, how could you not? Um, how can they get in touch with you and how can they, they book to go with you? So, yeah, they can actually just message me on either on my Instagram, uh, Carolina Nuri Wild, or email me at carolina at nuri.se. That's Carolina with a K at nuri, N-O-R-E-E dot S-E. Uh, so email me there and, yeah, I'll give you more information about the trips that I'm doing next year. I'm doing one in February uh, to Indutu, which is, is the southern Serengeti. We're going there because that's where the Great Migration comes for that time of the year. And it's the calving season, which means they're all having calves, they're having babies, which is an incredible thing to see 
The Great Migration itself is amazing. We saw some bits of it uh, now because they were starting to come back from, from Kenya into the central Serengeti. So we saw bits of it, but in Ndutu, they all congregate there and they have their calves, which is also a fantastic time to photograph big cats that follow the Great Migration. So yeah, very excited for that. That is in February the 10th until the 16th. So if you're interested in that, just hit me up. And then next year, I'm also going again on pretty much the exact same trip that I've just spoken about but with actually an extra day in Serengeti. We added on an extra day for just maximizing the time there for next year. So that's November, it's the first until the 8th, I think. I need to double check that, but yeah. No, sorry, the third until the 10th. Um, so yeah, that's next year, November. So if you're interested in any of those trips, let me know. And then also keep an eye out because we are doing a photographic workshop in South Africa next year. Busy, busy 23. Busy, 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 busy set 23. Busy, busy, busy. That's a South African workshop in September next year, the 18th until the 22nd. But we'll talk more about that later on. We are just finalizing the details. But if you're interested, let us know. We'll send you through all the information once it's finalized. I need to give you a, a question or scenario. Yes. As we wrap this up. Uh-huh. Okay, I've got one for the first time in like 16 episodes. Yeah. Um, right. Would you rather have a difficult photographic guest or a difficult photographic guide? What would be a difficult photographic guide? That just doesn't understand. It doesn't really get the aspect of like the photographic like a really good guide it can be a really good guide but doesn't really get the the vehicle positioning and how the photographic guiding is very different to uh, normal. normal guiding hmm i think a difficult i would rather have a difficult photographic guide because a difficult photographic guide yeah because a difficult photographic guest it will still boil down to me. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. A difficult photographic guide, I feel like I could chat to him and teach him, him and yeah. help. While a difficult photographic guest is just going to be difficult no matter what happens, no matter how good of a job you do. Do you know what I mean? Fair. Fair. Good claim. I would have yeah. gone the other way around. But really? now that you've spoken about that, I'm... I feel yeah. like a guide, like, even if I... Even if I... even Like, if he's really difficult, he won't, like, listen to me or hear my photographic suggestions or like want to learn or anything but at least i've tried so like i can go back to the guests and i can kind of blame it on him and say i've tried i've yeah, done all fair. i can you know what i mean fair. while a photographic guest is always going to be just disappointed with whatever i do if that makes sense for sure all right well yeah i think that that's my answer and that's it eh, for the podcast yeah guys that's about it for this episode um a lot of me talking for once yeah i think first time ever I mean, this is me <laughs> rambling on but guys i uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode i actually did because i actually we didn't really chat much about her tanzania trip and i learned a lot today i love, I love that you say actually as if you don't enjoy <laughs> hearing me talk <laughs> no, no 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 you guys know what i mean um but yeah i hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll see you in two weeks yeah cheers guys take care